The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads. Nothing beats a weekend away with the family in the great outdoors, whether it's camping, hiking, river rafting, or anything in between. With third-row seating, nobody is left out. The entire family can experience the thrill together, and nobody wants a dead phone. Available dual wireless charging pads make it so nobody gets stuck, and we can check our fantasy baseball teams together. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Welcome to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast from CBS Sports. <laughs> and first pitch, crushing! Deep left field! This is Got a fantasy question? Email fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. Get ready to win your league. Where fantasy becomes reality. Now, here's Frank, Scott, and Chris. All right, let us draft. Welcome in to Fantasy Baseball today. Frank Sample joined by Scott White and Chris Towers. And I would say welcome into a mock draft edition. But this one is for realsies. We're playing it out. 12 teams, 5x5, five five, standard roto. Salary cap draft, also known as auction, with the standard $260 budget. Scott, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm not, I'm actually not totally sure I'm ready. I feel like <laughs> I could have done more to get ready, but I did a lot, which, you know, I, 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 I've done, an, I've done, I've potentially done enough, at least. I would say that I'm ready as well, but I have four positions on my sheet here that are not filled out. So I am not ready. Hopefully, Chris Towers is ready. He's definitely ready. What's up, Chris? I'm I'm not ready, guys. <laughs> Where's your red shirt? Come on, dude. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't get the memo on the red shirts. Uh, apparently, that was thanks, guys. I hope I really appreciate that. You know, we're supposed to be a team, and I show up wearing this mustard yellow Henley, <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden, I look like an idiot. That is exactly mustard. You are right about that. Well, you know what? You guys wore plaid yesterday without me, so take that, Chris. Who are the participants in this draft? Obviously, Scott, Chris, and myself. Then we have Raymond Alderton, Atherton, Brandon Myers, Jason Austin, Garrett Atkins, Tim Kanick, RJ White, Chris Mitchell, Tim McLeod, and our defending champion, Greg Lather. And the way that this is going to work, on the podcast side of things, we're going to break the first two hours into two-part podcasts. We'll keep it running a little bit longer after that on YouTube, but this draft is going to take something like four hours. We are not going to draft all four. We're not going to broadcast all four hours, but we're going to broadcast a decent amount of this thing. If you are here watching live, Thank you. We appreciate it. Like this video if you have it already and subscribe to the channel. Uh, If you are listening to this, come hang out. Watch us on YouTube. Subscribe. YouTube.com slash Fantasy Baseball today. All right, Scott. I am ready to go. I probably should shut off my volume there so it doesn't uh, come out here on the podcast. Uh, But yeah, I'm ready. I'm squared away. Start it up. I'm hitting the start button. We're going to get our first nomination here from RJ. Just to clarify. Not uh, former Colorado Rocky uh, top five rookie of the year finisher Garrett Atkins. Different Garrett Atkins. Oh, well, that changes everything now. Okay. Wow. Did he get thrown out for that price? Yep. Whit Merrifield got thrown out for $24. And RJ is going to take it. RJ White is going to sneak away with Whit Merrifield for 24 bucks. Second base and outfield eligibility is Whit Merrifield. And of course, has uh, extra value in this format because he will provide a decent amount of speed. And again, this is the 5x5 standard roto. Salvador Perez is up. Should get interesting for our guy, uh, I mean, for, for Scotty Dubs. I do have what Merrifield as a $28 player. I just, when someone throws him out there at that price, you get kind of gun shy. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah Which, I like think. we talked about on Sunday's show, you know, you get you get these situations. This is This format is as much about psychological warfare <laughs> as it is drafting players. And so, you know, that that might have saved RJ a few bucks on Whit Merrifield. All right, let's see. Salvador Perez is up right now, and no surprise, Scotty is in on the bidding. Salvador Perez now no, up to... No savings here. $30 for Salvi. Ooh. And Greg Lathrop jumps back in. Scotty, going to 32. Let's see. Will you win 
one Salvador Perez for 32 I got, sold to Scotty. I got Dubs. him for 32. I had budgeted 30, but I'm usually for the top end players willing to. It's already gone you know, sideways. Willing, willing to push the budget by a couple dollars to make sure I get who I want. So I feel pretty I, good about that. I promise you, forty-seven minutes from now, <laughs> Scott's gonna go. God, I wish I hadn't done thirty-four for thirty-two for for Salvador Perez. God, I don't, I don't think that's gonna be the one. No, there will be somebody I say that about, but I don't think it's gonna be. Him. <laughs> I actually regretted when we did the head-to-head points version of this the other day, not exceeding my budget on Salvador Perez after it was all over. So uh, Trey Turner now is up to over 40, mm. unsurprisingly. Trey Turner up to $42. This will be a good litmus test for a true first-round type player. Are people going to really blow out the budget for him, or are they going to keep the bidding more or less reasonable. I, I but I have him as forty one, a forty one dollar player. He's up at forty four mm-hmm. right now, so we're just a little bit over. Yep, uh, but and the bidding continues to go up, slowly creeping. And up. just for context, I, I think we all probably have our. I, is Turner the number one player for all of us now? In this format, he is for me. Uh, Scott's. Rankings. I have him as a forty one dollar player. Scott has has him as a forty one. Frank, I'm not sure what you have. I have but, him at forty. Um, I have three guys at 41. I can't remember who's the top of those three, though, but Turner is one of them. It is. You have Vlad, number one, Scott. You have Vlad, Turner, and Jose Ramirez, each for 41. And Trey Turner is sold for $49. All right. So that's so. that's a pretty, you know, that, that means people are going pretty aggressively after the high-end guys, at least the ones who steal bases. Oh, yes. Again, this is the standard 5x5 five five format, so batting average, run scored, RBI, home run, steals. And Trey Turner goes off the board at $49. Now up is Ronald Acuna, who Chris throws out there at $20. All right. Recent good news on Ronald Acuna, or at least we think there was a tentative plan announced where apparently he should be ready to go by April 21st. So he would miss the first two weeks of the season, uh, but then would return, play DH, and maybe a month after that, and, play the field. And no discount. No discount. Ronald Acuna now up to $38. Pushing. Push yeah, I mean, I've got him ranked 14th, yeah. uh, 16th, and a, as a $31 player. So now he I, just I, went for $38. That is uh, basically, I mean, for, for context, I have the Bo Bichette, Mookie Betts, Mike Trout tier. Uh, as 36, and that's kind of tier three for me. Mm-hmm. Whoa there. <laughs> I love that. Someone threw Otani out for a buck. It's just, you know, it's weird to do that because you know he's not going to go for a buck. But anyway, then he just shoots up to 35, so that was great. And now Scott is in on the bidding at $36 for Otani, and now 37. All right, Scott, thank you. All right, this is, this is um, Will- no, Whit Merrifield, probably the only... Um, bargain. Otani so Otani goes for one dollar less than Ronald Acuna. Interesting. So Otani, I actually had at thirty seven dollars, and so that's one first round caliber player who, um, not a premium. Yeah, I'm I had him at thirty six. So thirty seven is right there too. Yeah, and and it's and it's ones who steals bases also, but you know mm-hmm. who are confined to playing him at DH, which is a little problematic. Uh, and there's, you know, we've talked about it. there's there's injury risk there, more so than your typical hitter. Yes. Sure. All right, Freddie Freeman is up, and oof, we went from twenty five to thirty four. Now Scotty's in on the bidding. Thirty five dollars is Freddie Freeman. Again, Otani went for two dollars more than that. And now Freddie Freeman up to $36. All right. And will he go for 36? I think so. Yes. Freddie Freeman goes for $36. So uh, $1 less than Otani, $2 less than Ronald Acuna. So that's more reasonable. You know, a late first ish type player, late first round type cost there for Freddie Freeman. Yeah. Uh, I think that's more reason. I am at thirty four, but two dollars over that is, yeah. I think there, there just may be certain players that people were especially motivated to pick. Mm-hmm. Now Aaron Judge is up, and so we'll see if he goes for some kind of discount with the concerns 
over his vaccination status and what that might mean for his availability. <sighs> and 24. he does. He goes for the same price as Whit Merrifield. Scott has Judge at twenty-seven. I have met. We each of us have Judge at twenty-seven dollars. Yeah, I just I couldn't pull the trigger on it. Like my my assumption is at this point that they're going to lift the mandate. But I did see recently that uh, I think pot, the case rates the the case rate doubled in recent days. So you know in New York City. So you know if that trend continues, it's going to be I think much less likely that they change the mandate. So. That is something to keep in mind, and there's there's certainly some risk involved there. All right. Jose Ramirez is the next player up, currently being bid on for $46 and sold for $46, $3 less than Trey Turner. And I think we all kind of have, right. have them in the Those two relative to each other anyway. But yeah, I, yeah. I had originally made out a plan centered around Jose Ramirez. And uh, based on the price that some of the other first rounders are going for here, I'm glad I didn't hold to it because that would have been a big bite out of the budget. All right, next up we have Kyle Tucker is up and currently being bid on for $32. Now to 33, Chris jumping in, Scott jumping in. Oh, ho, ho. A Chris versus Scott bidding war? Will we get it? No, he's he's going beyond <laughs> what I'm willing to pay. I guess I shouldn't say that as I'm in the middle of bidding. But um, <laughs> we, yeah, 36 was right around. Oh, he's up to 38. So yeah, 38. this is um, I've got him as a 34 dollar player. So what we're seeing so far, at least, is at least for my values, pretty much everyone except for Judge and Merrifield has gone for at least a few dollars more. Ramirez and Trey Turner have gone for about $8 more than I have them for. So, you know, that is consistent with an inflation on first and second rounders and perhaps, uh, you know, a little more reasonable on everyone else or, you know, but we'll see where it goes from there. All right. Next up, we have JT Real Muto. He is going for 14 right now, up to 15, 16, 25. Holy. Ooh, that's a big jump. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, Jason Austin wanted him some JT Real Muto. I think he's going to get him at 25. Yes, he is. And just to put that in perspective, Scott, again, got Salvador Perez for $32. And Salvi is typically, you know, a third or fourth round player. And JT Real Muto goes for 25. Typically goes like two rounds later than Salvador Perez. Fifth round, somewhere around there usually. Mike Trout is the next player up. And he is currently up to... Mm. 39 bucks, 39 bucks for one Mike Trout. Now, this is where the regret starts creeping and seeing Trout. He's at 40 now. Mm. Uh, Feeling like I should have gone 37 on Freddie Freeman in retrospect. Right. Because I guess you're expecting a somewhat similar skill set, right? Between Trout and Freeman. Yeah. I feel like those are two players that get paired up at the turn often if we're talking about a snake draft. Trout Mm -hmm. and Freeman. Difficult to to decide between them. And Trout goes for $41. Scott has him at 36. I have him at 34. And Chris has him at 36. So about $5 over so, uh, where we have Trout budgeted for. So we're, since we're seeing all these high-end guys who are all being nominated early, it seems, haven't had a haven't had like a sneaky nomination yet. Um, and they're all going for several dollars more than we've budgeted for or that we projected for anyway. You know, that tells you that those dollars are going to come from somewhere later on. Some some range of players is going to go mm-hmm. for less dollars in response to this. Is it going to be the mid-tiers? Is it just is it going to be the lower-end guys that we end up with a bunch of $1 and $1 and $2 players in this auction? All right. Vladimir Guerrero is the player that is up right now, and he is whew, he's climbing fast. He's up to $42. Again, Mike Trout just went for 41 I would say... Yeah, I mean, basically, what we've seen is, like, we've had a bunch of top 15 players. Basically, the only ones are Judge, Real Muto, and Merrifield, and, and Perez, who aren't top 15, and pretty much all of them have gone for some kind of premium. And, you know, JT Real Muto also went for a premium. So, yeah, this is consistent with the idea that there are presumably, well, there have to be some values at some point. The yeah. question is whether... You know, is that going to be the 10th round type of guys? Is it going to be the 5th round type of guys? Is it going to be 
just the, the late round guys all go mm-hmm. for a dollar. It's going to be interesting, but now I, Scott I have is to, the only one of us who has a player, right? Right? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, Chris, I was just about to ask you, I mean, at some point when you're seeing players go for this consistent inflation over what we have them listed for, do you just say, screw it, and you jump in and, and you also overpay for an elite type player? <sighs> yeah, that's the hard thing because like you never, I don't want to tell people you should overpay because that is inherently saying that you are overpaying. I know complicated analysis. <laughs> um, but yeah, the 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 reason that those guys if all of the first round type guys get inflated, you're going to have to either pay up or you're not going to get the first round guys and you can make up for that by getting like say you don't overpay for a first rounder but you end up getting two second rounders or something like that. There's value in that, but the first rounders their production's irreplaceable. What you get from one lineup spot in theory shouldn't be replicable from multiple spots so that's the the tough thing and there's a reason the first rounders are the first rounders it's not just upside it is upside yes but it's also how how confident are you in in them living up to their potential so it's you know it's easy to say oh well i'm gonna draft nolan arenado instead of uh jose ramirez and you know i I know i'm still gonna get 30 home runs 100 rbi whatever but there's also you can a lot feel a lot more confident that, you're that Arenado bottoms out like Eugenio Suarez last year, for instance. Yeah. Oh, I got a big power bat at third base. Well, kind of got a guy you didn't really want to start at third base, as, as it turns yeah. out. All right, let's catch people up. A couple of players going here. Chris, you want a player? You got Juan Soto at $44. Uh, then Tim yeah. Anderson went for 23 I think what we're seeing is right now, those third round players are, are going for. Uh, very fair values thus far. Uh, Tim Anderson went for 23. Judge went for 24. Of course, he has his concerns. And then uh, Whit Merrifield was the first player thrown out exactly at $24. So uh, those guys all went for either around their price or even even maybe a little bit below what they're expected to go for. Mookie mm-hmm. Betts goes for $38. All right. Chris, you are up to nominate a player and I'm surprised you didn't go after Mookie Betts. I know you already got Soto. I did, but 39 was was tough to to justify, so I didn't want to push all the way up there. I, I was hoping Mookie would be one of the guys who slipped through. It doesn't seem like as many people are as optimistic as I am, but he ultimately ended up going for just a little bit more than I had him for, which is in keeping with you know, kind of what we've seen so far. And I just threw out Key Brian Hayes as a $3 bid. And, you know, my thinking there was I've got him as a $2 player. I'd be happy to get him as a $3 player this early, but he got pushed up as well. So, yeah, he you know, just want to test the waters there on yeah. MC. No, that's interesting because now you wonder if it's a situation where people are just going to bid on anything, not literally mm-hmm. anything, of course, but anything that looks halfway interesting, they're going to, they're going to fight for it because they haven't really calibrated for, you know, they're so calibrated for that bidding war early on that they'll mm-hmm. just have a bidding war for anybody. Um, and I thought Cabrian Hayes was an interesting one because I like him. You know, I, I think as a sleeper, I think it's weird that, you know, his price is very similar to what it was last season when he, you know, was bad last season. But that's also, you know, that that's not to say I don't see the appeal potentially, but it was one where, you know, I wanted to see if people were just going to back off of a non-difference-making player, and they didn't. So I'm happy to to let him go as well. All right, Bobby Witt goes for sixteen dollars, and each of us have him for between twelve and fifteen dollars in this format. So right around where he's expected to go, maybe mm-hmm. a slight overpay. But Bobby Witt, obviously the top prospect in the game, arguably with Julio Rodriguez uh, heading into the season, but Someone who could be up on opening day. All right, Jared Walsh gets thrown out there for a buck by Scott. And um, all so, right, very yeah, cool. I'm, Scott going with the guy he doesn't want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, Tragic. as anybody who listens to the podcast could tell you. Now, I do have him as a, uh, how much do I have him for? $6. So he's up yeah. to five now. Yeah, um, I've got him at six, but I wouldn't go for that price at this point. So what's interesting about Witt and Hayes both going for $4 more than I projected them for is they're 
at least in the minds of some people, like buzzworthy players. Players, mm-hmm. like there are some people out there who are genuinely very excited about them. I am more so with than Hayes. Um, so you know the fact Jared Walsh goes for five dollars, actually one dollar less than I've projected him for, would tell you maybe it was a case of people just being eager to bid on Witt and Hayes specifically, as but, opposed to just anybody. You know, I will say, given what we've seen. Walsh at five is probably more than he would go for later. You know, even though we have him as a $6 player, because more dollars have been allocated for players than we have allocated for them before, you know? So you would expect that when, given that's the case, somebody lower end would be cheaper. And, and, you know, I guess it's fair to say that Scott and I, um, and probably Frank, I don't know what your dollar value is, but, we're lower on him than the consensus. So, you know, his consensus price might be more like eight to $10, in which case it still does look like a, a discount. All right. Our first starting pitcher went off the board, Garrett Cole for $38. And that's a pretty fair price, you know, about two, three bucks more than what we have him budgeted for. So uh, our first starting pitcher, it's interesting, right? Like no other pitchers before then he was the 19th player nominated. Uh, All right. So Bobby, uh, not Bobby Witt. Bobby Witt already went. Bo Bichette is the next man up. And he's currently being bid on for $40. And sold for 40 bucks. That's reasonable. It's a couple more dollars than Mookie Betts, which is more than I have. I have him and Mookie Betts in the same tier at the same price, but I'm higher on Mookie than most. So it, it per, it's in keeping with what we've seen so far. And it's also yeah. uh, $1 cheaper than Mike Trout. So just to put that yeah. in perspective, mm. again, a, you know, Mid-ish first round type player in Bobachet going for forty bucks. Yeah, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to pivot here to something different than I've planned for because the quality of players I hope to get for around thirty-five is now basically gone. Mm. And Bryce Harper is the next player up here. So mostly going in order. I mean, we had a few random stragglers thrown in there, some third rounders, a Jared Walsh. Uh, Bryce Harper now up to 40 bucks. Will Scotty get him? Will Scotty get him? Nope. No. Last second, Jason Austin jumps in with the $41 bid. And sold. Bryce Harper, $41. Oof. All right, Scotty. So you pushed limits a little bit there uh, with Bryce Harper. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did. I'm not. I'm not sure what I want to do now. To be honest, I should have gone thirty-two on. <laughs> uh, Fernando Tatis is up. All right, so this will be an interesting one as well. Uh, let's yeah. let me pull him up in our top three hundreds and see what we have him for. And oh, I, I bid. Scott bid. Did it count the bid? Uh oh, I don't you know. know. We look like the like, draft room froze. Scott broke it. Okay, Mm-mm. we'll reset it. That's fine. All right. Wow, how convenient. <laughs> Can I, hey, after the way that Monday one went, it's going to happen a few times. So Ooh. just bear with us, everybody. Yes, indeed. For those watching along, listening along, thank you for being here. I'm going to refresh, see what happens. Uh, I think I just saw Uh-oh. Fernando Tatis went to someone, so we might need to yeah. throw him back out there and yeah. get a fair bidding on one Fernando Tatis. Um, all right, so... We each of us have Fernando Tatis out of the top 100 in our rankings, and he. But I did see him go around uh, the seventh round in a draft I did earlier today. It was a shallower roster Yahoo type of draft, but you know, maybe around the industry, he's not quite that low. Oh come on! Yeah, I'm going to look up his ADP from the NFBC over the past week. The news was announced one week ago today that Fernando Tatis was hurt, and that should give us some kind of idea of where people are at on him. So okay. 10 seconds. Oh, I got to mute that. That's got to go. Uh, all right. Fernando Tatis, the ADP, <laughs> the, the ADP is 55 over the past week with a min pick of six. So someone still drafted him in the first round and then yeah. a max pick of one eleven. Okay. So. so yeah, we're all lower than, um, than even the lowest pick so far in FBC. So maybe we got to adjust our expectations or maybe 
Maybe we're just uniquely brilliant. <laughs> or, yeah, maybe the other way. Probably around. not that one. <laughs> Fernando Tatis up to 17 and sold. Sold. I'll take it. To I'll Scott White. It. 17 yeah. buckaroos. Yeah. I think I needed a little upside there after missing out um, on, on the true first round type bats that I wanted to get two of and I got zero of. And are we frozen again? Yeah, the draft room really wants to make sure whoever ends up with Fernando Tatis had to think about it. Right. Are you sure you want Fernando Tatis? He's going to be out three months, you know. Fernando Tatis? Yeah. Uh, all right, I don't have a player yet, and I don't know if that's going to change anytime soon. So Most of the elite ones are gone. So you're, uh, oh, you got no, I guess Rafael Devers is now a, a first rounder. Chris, I guess, but yeah, Chris, I have an eye for elite talent, so don't you worry. I'm sure I'll get something or not. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, I was I in last faith. place for a large majority of this league last season. I made like a, I don't know, second half half push, but I, it only got me up to like fifth or sixth place. So full transparency. This wasn't my best league last year. Uh, Corbin Burns is the next player up and he is going for $35. Again, Garrett Cole went for 38 so a $3 discount on Corbin Burns versus still no early round discounts. Garrett Cole. Uh, no, none of those indeed. Uh, hmm. Who do I want to throw out here? Yeah. Yeah. Let's throw Cedric Mullins out there for, I don't know, 15 bucks. And let's Why not? see where this winds up. Uh, Cedric Mullins, somebody I have not drafted a single time yet. Probably won't draft much Cedric Mullins, uh, but that's just me. I know Scott still likes him. All right, he's up to 20 bucks. Chris in on the bidding here for Cedric Mullins. RJ White, back and forth. Scotty jumping in. All right, 24 for Cedric Mullins now. Now, the thing about Cedric Mullins is he's, an op- he's a chance at power and speed without mm-hmm. a first-round price tag. Mm-hmm. The only 30-30 guy last year. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 27 on him. Oof. All right. 27. 28. Not enough. Not enough indeed. Uh. All right, Scott. All right. I'm not gonna, I'm gonna tell. Let him go. I'm not gonna I tell have, you how much you have him uh, budgeted for, but. Well, I didn't have him budgeted, or or how much I projected how much, him. For. How much you have him for on the site? Yeah. 29 is what I have him for on the site. And he went Indeed. for 28. Yes. So $1 less. And now Adalberto Mondesi is up. So, all right, some speed coming off the board here. RJ and, went straight to 15 on Mondesi, just like he went straight to 24 on Whit Merrifield mm-hmm. with the initial nomination and kind of froze everybody with that. He did it this time. Greg Lathrop came in, bid up I, $1. So I couldn't get a $17 bid, and that's fine. I would have gone to 17 I know Tim McLeod loves Seiya Suzuki, so I'm very interested to see how much this goes up to. Of course, signed with the Chicago Cubs on a five-year deal. We we have yet to see him in spring training, but interested eventually to see him. Um, Mondesi went for $16, and it appears... All right. Yeah, he's, we all, he's going up there. He's, uh, he's exceeded my projection now. He's at the 15. I had him projected for 12, and I think I was pretty aggressive with him. So. All righty. There's a lot of Suzuki love. Tim McLeod just pushed it to 20. Oh, my. 21. Let's see if he can get up to Cedric Mullins' <laughs> price here. He's yeah. He's going to go that high. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a near, that's a third-round player, right? Because, I mean, he he's at $22 now. Tim Anderson earlier went for $23. Tim Anderson's like yeah. a third, fourth-round player in a 12-team Roto League. So, oof. Lots of love for Seiya Suzuki, who is uh, coming over from Japan. Big power numbers, a little bit of speed, strong plate discipline. Scott, I know you broke him down a few times. He's got that uppercut swing, so should be built well for Major League Baseball. Interested to see him play. All right, Matt Olson, the next man up. New Atlanta Brave. All right, come on, someone. Throw him up there. 20 bucks. Yes. Let's do it. Uh, all right. Tim writing in the chat that his max bid was $22 on Say Suzuki. Next bid was yours. 
Uh, yeah, Matt Olson at $24. So I have more indecision here than I normally would because I budgeted 35 at first base hoping to get Freddie Freeman. Um, and maybe miraculously Vlad, or maybe miraculously Vladimir Guerrero. Mm-hmm. I probably should have just gone with Freeman for thirty-seven instead of the thirty-six I budgeted, mm-hmm. but I didn't. Can't go back on that now. Um, do I want to fill first base with a second-tier first baseman, second-tier player, or do I want to divide those thirty-five dollars I budgeted at first base between? Several positions, or do I want to relocate it to a different position? Rafael Devers is still out there. I hadn't planned on spending that kind of money at third base, but I could. I do. Th- I do think Devers and F- Freddie Freeman project for similar numbers. You know, maybe you give Freeman the edge in batting average, but not by as much as as the separation was last year. Rafael Devers was one of the biggest underachievers in terms of XBA, which had him as more like a two ninety hitter. All right, Anthony Rendon just went for $12. I thought about going to 13. Man. I probably could have. Well, I easily I could have. I don't have a single player. But uh, yeah, Anthony Rendon recently saying that he is 100% healthy. The hip is all good to go. And I hope that's the case. Oh, we got a, we got a closer here. We'll see if the closer inflation happens in our own mm. little mm. salary cap draft here. Liam Hendricks have, up to twenty one dollars. Well, yeah, Tim McLeod jumped him up to twenty, and uh, he he got a bid on top of it. So, okay, that's, 20. Um, that's interesting. 20, that's twenty one is what what he went for. That's, that's three dollars more price. than than I projected him for. But I I have closers way down in my rankings compared to. I the got him for nineteen. So that's uh. All right, Scott, you gotta get him. Or Frank, you gotta get him. Do I know? You got to. Do I, though? All right. Rafael Devers is one of, what, three, maybe four second-round hitters left? Yeah, but, Chris, what you're not realizing is that I have an eye for talent. You're just not going to have any (laughs) players, which is a bold strategy. Well, it worked last year just fine, so (laughs) see what happens here. Don't worry. I got a plan, guys. I've got a plan. Uh, Rafael Devers is now up to 33 bucks. 35. So yeah, keeping keeping with the theme, even, you know, a little bit later in the draft, you know, a couple dollar inflation on the second and first round type players. 35 right. is not a bad buy within the context of the you know, rest of the draft. Freddie Freeman went for what, 38? 36. 36. So that's Rafael Devers for 35 is perfectly reasonable. Yeah, I actually moved Devers ahead of Freeman in my rankings recently. So I, I, I'm happy with that exchange, getting Devers instead here for 35. Oof. So that gives me Devers for 35, Salvi for 32, and Tatis for 17 so far. All right. Jacob deGrom is out there, and we've had, I believe, two pitchers go so far. Corbin Burns went for 35, Garrett Cole went for 38, and Jacob deGrom goes for 31. Again, risk-reward. That's basically the price you're going to pay for a late second-round player. In Jacob deGrom, $31 is the final cost there. I mean... He can be the number one player in fantasy baseball this season. It all just comes mm-hmm. down to his health. If he, if he throws 150 plus, I think he's in the running for number one player in fantasy baseball. All right, next pitcher up, Walker Bueller going for $27 and now 28. All right. Uh, Walker Bueller, the again, fourth starting pitcher out there. DeGrom just went for 31. And what do you guys have Bueller for? I have him for 32. He's up at 30 now. Yeah. I have him for 29. Chris, okay, you have yeah. him for 26. 26, yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm a little lower, but right. you know, I mean, hard to argue with 30. That's a fair price. You know, $1 less than Jacob DeGrom. It sounds about right. It's a fair price. I just didn't want to spend that much on any pitcher, really. <laughs> it would have had to be a ridiculous price for me to do it. Mr. Velocity himself, Mitch Keller, thrown out <laughs> for a This is a very, buck. very <laughs> smart bid because I would love to have Mitch Keller for a dollar and even $2 isn't terrible, but there's no way I can justify $2 for Mitch Keller. <laughs> he should be a reserve round pick. Yeah, he should. He got him. He, he right got him that. for a buck. So yep. he, he didn't. No smart. He didn't catch any anyone eager to, you know, over eager to, to, to reach for Mitch Keller just because and that, that's a lot of money what you, on the table. 
what you do when you're talking about a late round flyer this early is you can just, you know, throw them out there for a buck. And if you get them for a buck, you're happy about it. And if not, you know, someone else probably spent a dollar more than they needed to. I would advise doing that. Not, I, I mean, I would advise not doing that with like your favorite yes, $1 yes. targets because yes. your favorite is very likely to be someone else's favorite too. And yes. then you'll, you're, you're pretty much guaranteeing you don't get them for a dollar. Mm-hmm. If you do that, if you do it like, this early. It's in t- it's possible you could get Patrick Sandoval in, in a salary cap draft for a dollar if he just falls long enough. But doing that early is a certainty that you're not going to get him for that price. All right. While well, we were talking, Adley Rutschman got thrown out for eight bucks, and that's exactly what he went for. It's worth mentioning. I know Tim McLeod loves him some prospects, so I'll throw that out there as a prerequisite. Tim McLeod is the one who won Adley Rutschman. Lots of upside, but dealing with a triceps injury is... Adley Rutschman, and, you know, maybe delays him a little bit more than we were expecting this season. Austin Riley is out there now and currently up to $23, which, again, is the same price that Tim Anderson went for earlier, uh, which is about a third or fourth round player. So, let's... More than than I wanted Riley for, but, again, reasonable. 23 is reasonable, yeah. I, I actually have him at 27. I know I'm the highest of the three of us on him, but it doesn't seem like an overpay. Mm-hmm. Rushman, though, for $8. I mean, I have him at, uh, I, I had him as a $1 player. So, you know, you can understand him getting pushed up just because of the buzz of top prospect. Oh, he's probably going to be up in the first half of the season. But that that's definitely an, an, an indulgent bid, paying $8 for him. All right, Luis Robert is the player that's out there now. He's up to $26, $27, 24 years old, Luis Robert. Lots of excitement this upcoming season. Now up to 30 buckaroos, 30 bucks, 31 to Chris Towers. $31 for Luis Robert, 32. Oof, where is this going to go to? 33 for Lou Bob. It's not shocking. I mean, this is first round upside here. People playing, paying for that kind of upside, like we've been seeing this whole time. It's a little more theoretical in Robert's case, but you can certainly see it. Oh, Frank, you ended up jumping in at the end there, getting your first thirty-five. Frank, yeah, you had to. You had to. <laughs> no, I, was, look, you, Luis Robert is written down on my paper. Luis Robert and Kyle Tucker. Let me see, that, were the let me see that number. Let me see that number. <laughs> oh, it's nowhere. Time. It's nowhere close to what I. <laughs> I mean, look, I've got him for 31. That's, that's consistent with what we've seen. All of the, you know, Rafael Devers went for 35. That's actually, you know, a little bit of a better value than actually, no, I have him for 31 as well. So that, Mm -hmm. that is in keeping with what we've seen so far. Yeah. And I have Luis Robert for $33 on the site and I, I want him for 35. So I'm, I'm good with that. Stalling Marte thrown out there for 19 and now he's up to 20. So I got my guy, Luis Robert. I don't have, I didn't have any shares of Luis Robert in the drafts I've done yet this offseason. So happy to get him. Uh, all right, Starling Marte dealing with an oblique injury, uh, has not played in a spring really game yet. Really strong with Starling Marte. I dropped him a decent amount, and he's still like this is still a discount. He's going to go for twenty four. It looks like mm-hmm. uh, I have him for twenty seven, but. I think I need to move him down because I just I I couldn't bring myself to get close to to dra- to putting in a bid for him. I maybe I'm too scared, but he's 33 years old. He's dealt with a ton of injuries in the past. It's the yeah. Mets, so you know whatever you. It's hard to get the Mets off of you uh, when when you're there. You know things tend to go wrong. So you know obviously that's a that's a joke, but it's just. It feels like he could age poorly. I mean, he's already aged really, really well. He's coming off arguably, you know, one of his best seasons ever, but it's not hard to see things going wrong. Yeah, he led baseball with 47 steals last year, did Starling Marte, but also missed a large chunk of the season with an oblique injury, which is what he's dealing with now. So not great there. And, you know, he's someone that typically deals with a lot of these nagging injuries, and it's not good that he already has one and and has not played in a uh, spring game yet for the New York Mets. Jordan Alvarez goes for $29 to Tim McLeod. Jordan Alvarez is, is the guy who could make the Vladimir Guerrero type jump this season. Oh, yeah. You know? 
he yeah. could he could represent the you know that next true four category player 300 batting yeah. average 35 plus homers just awesome counting stats so lots yeah. to love there with your don alvarez i need to make a point of drafting him at some point i don't think i've done it yet all right max i was max scherzer I was, is the next one up here i was willing to stretch the budget there for jordan alvarez i actually went 28 when, when I have him projected for 27, just because I thought, okay, well, th- well, here's a guy who has first round upside potentially, like mm-hmm. you guys were saying. Um, and, and I missed out on those first round guys, but then somebody went 29 on him. So, you know, even, even like the third round range of hitters, they're seeing their, their, um, that we're seeing the bids pushed up on them beyond what we've projected. So there are going to be a lot of discounts later on. Oh, yes. And- Pitchers are cheap right now. Yeah, you just Relative got to, to everything else right now. Yeah, you just got Max Scherzer for 33. And Walker Bueller again went for 30. Jacob DeGrom went for 31. So Yeah, know, I've got just, Scherzer as a $33 player. So that's actually the first player, I think, inside of the top 20 for my rankings who hasn't been more expensive than I have them projected for. It's a good point. Yeah. Uh I like Scherzer too. I was I was in there with you, Chris, but I don't know. For some reason, I didn't want to go. I thought you were going to push me for sure. (laughs) I've got the money. I could have, but I don't know why I didn't. I don't know. I guess I'm saving it for a rainy day. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Uh, Jordan Romano is the next one up here. I believe he is the second closer. Yep, Hendricks went for 21. Romano is at 14 right now, 15. Make it 15. So Hendricks starting to look a little better by comparison. But Romano, we haven't talked about this in relation to Kenley Jansen being signed now. Uh, He he looks more secure in that role for the Blue Jays than when we've talked about him previously. He ends up going for 15, by the way. All right, and before we get into our next bid, this is Will Smith, the catcher for the Dodgers. Got something that I need to uh, promote here, and I want to share a little cheat code for keeping tabs on March Madness, and that's the CBS Sports mobile app. It's not only your gateway to watching every tournament game, but the best for lightning quick college basketball scoreboards, updating brackets, expert picks, and the latest news on all the action for the men's and women's tournaments. The app is free. Just search CBS Sports in your app store, and if you're like me, it'll Soon be your go-to sports app for everything. Again, the CBS Sports app. Download it for free. Will Smith, the Dodgers catcher, is up to $21. And I believe Real Muto went for $25. $25. So that's... I've got uh, Will Smith a couple rounds ahead of Real Muto now. So I love that. All right. Potential value savings with Will Smith, the catcher there. Yeah. Mm-mm. All right. Scotty's up. Little nomination. Yeah, I'm so going to throw got... Taylor Rogers out of the Twins. Mm, Somebody right. who could be a very cheap closer. Is he going to go for very cheap this early? That's what I'm aiming to find out. Mm. All right. Testing the waters here. Taylor Rogers. I believe he made his spring debut on Sunday, and uh, I think he struck out the side, is what I saw. He was very good last year. Numbers were all great for Taylor Rogers. You know, I, I want to go back to Jordan Alvarez for a second, just because I'm looking at his overall numbers so far through, I mean, effectively two seasons and really one and a half. Um, here's his 162 game pace so far in the majors. 290 batting average, 42 homers, 42 doubles, 106 runs, 129 RBI. Wow. That's I odd. mean, if Jordan Alvarez just does what he's been, uh, he's going to be a first-round player. I mean, that is... Now I wish I had gone 30 on him. That's what you... That, I mean, yeah, that's now... I, <laughs> this is... I need to... Uh, yeah. He's fun. Look, I, look he's, I mean, he's coming off of like a down season relative to his incredible rookie season, and a down season for him was honestly basically what Rafael Devers did. You know, like, not quite the same counting stats, but... 
Yeah. No, I need to I need to make him more of a priority for sure. Jason Austin just jumped the bid from on Julio Arias from like ten dollars to twenty-four dollars. And he won him. So I mean, Chris, you were saying pitchers are going for less relative to other positions, but he just he just did a huge jump on Arias. And I don't know if he did so with the hope of winning him, but that's that's what ended up happening. By the way, Taylor Rogers went for ten dollars, which Given the uncertainty surrounding his role seems like a lot to me. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, as great as he pitched last year, we don't know for sure that, you know, will he have the closer role to himself? I know Jorge Alcala is another name in, in that bullpen who's looked really good at times. Um, oh, a couple of years ago, Taylor oh, Rogers, Scott, you jerk. Rogers got to 30 saves back in 2019, and that was with Rocco Baldelli as his manager. So uh, there's that. And yes, I love that one. Woo! Scotty gets Brian Reynolds. He's height, 16 bucks. I'm mad. I'm mad at Scott. That was a jerk move. <laughs> jerk. We don't move. talk enough about what a jerk Scott is. <laughs> it's true. Uh he always gets away because he's like, oh shucks, I'm Scott. And it's like, no. <laughs> Just mean. Just rude. Ruthless. All right. David Bednar thrown out in there. there. Jumping in there. You thought he was about to say solder. What does he say now? Gone. 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 David Bednar is out there. He's currently up to seven bucks. So, <sighs> yeah, no so cheap. Throw, throw out fringe closers right now because they are yeah. all getting pushed up. Wow. Oh, yes. He's, I, I don't even think he is going to be the closer at the start of the year. I think it's going to be Chris Stratton. I don't know how long that'll last. Bednar's better, but yeah, $8. That, that should be a $1 or $2 pitcher right there. Mm. All right. David Bednar goes for eight. Again, Taylor Rogers went for 10. And George Springer thrown out there for 22 bucks. Definitely not looking at anybody on this specific podcast to see what he does here on this bidding, but um, I don't know. Let's see. I don't think anybody really likes this guy. No, definitely not. Uh, all right. He's up to 25 bucks for Scotty. 26. <laughs> we got ourselves a good old fashioned Scott versus Chris. Bidding war. Chris is currently winning at $28. Will Scott go? And he won't. I won't. I won't. Chris got him. Chris got him. That's what I have Springer valued for, which is I'm higher on him than anyone else. He's a top 24 player for me, but oof. You know, obviously would prefer to be able to get him for a little cheaper. But it felt like a challenge, really. Is what that was. <laughs> felt like Scott was calling me out. Dylan Floro's currently out there for three bucks. Yeah, I wish I had jumped straight to three after he <laughs> went out there for one. I went in there for two. I can't pay four for Dylan Floro. I mean, that's somebody obviously I targeted more in the end game, and I was hoping to get him for about two dollars. Three, I could live with this early, but four. Sometimes it's just worth leaping over the next dollar. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's that's one of the things you always have to think about. Is like, if you want a guy for two dollars, you know, it might be worth paying that dollar. All right, Teoscar Hernandez is the next man up here. It's up to twenty three dollars. RJ versus Scott. It's the current bidding war. Scott has Teoscar for twenty five, and I'm gonna get sold. Him. All right, I'm glad I backed off George Springer. I'd rather have Tay Oscar at 25 than Springer at 29. Mm. Take that, Chris. That no, I mean, Chris got <laughs> Springer for 28, so a little different. Only a little different, but I, I, um, I almost talked I actually myself into I had, Oscar I had, for I actually, 26, too. I actually have Hernandez ahead of Springer in my rankings, so a little, yeah, little bit of steals there that Springer's not going to give you. Uh, yeah, same. I have Teoscar as my eighth ranked outfielder. I have Springer up at uh, down at 15. Not down. I mean, look, he's a top 15 outfielder. Uh, Joey Bart out there for three bucks. Again, this is a two catcher league. This is a standard five by five roto lineup. So two catchers, one of every other infield position, one corner infielder, one middle, five outfielders, a utility bat, and then, of course, nine pitcher spots, which you can divvy up however you'd like. Six starters, three mm. relievers. Seven starters, two relievers. Uh, Joey Bart went for three bucks, and Riley Green thrown out there, currently going for five dollars. 
he was the next guy I wanted to uh, to throw out there as a three dollar player and see what happened. So I wasn't going to get him. He looks like he's going to go for seven here. And um, I mean, look, if he's on the major league roster to start the season, that could end up being a, a reasonable buy. It could be, but I doubt anybody has him at seven dollars projected no. auction value. So we're still right. seeing even, you know, whether it's Taylor Rogers or David Bednar or Riley Green or even Joey Bart going for three, like everybody is still going for more than we project them for. So there's there's not going to be enough money to go around later. That's mm-hmm. abundantly yeah. clear. I get frustrated when exciting players like cheaper, exciting players get thrown out this early because it always feels like they go for more money than they should. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And right now, Pete Alonzo is out there for $25. And will Scott win him for 25 No, because I bid 26 <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> Sorry, <Frank>. Scott. <laughs> uh, feel free to go 27 if you want him, but I was thinking about it, but All right. I, I spent too much time thinking about it. All right. I got two players on my list. So far, the plan is working out. I got Pete Alonzo and I got Luis Robert. So, yay. It's an interesting start. Fun. You know, some power, a little bit of speed from Luis Robert. Mm, Not sure about, you know, batting average, first two hitters, but we'll see. Uh, All right. Another fringe closer thrown out there. Scott Barlow. Next one up. I did jump straight to three this time, unlike Dylan Floro, but... He's going to go for more than that. Uh, yeah. How much is the question? He's oh gosh, he's already up to eight dollars. So I'm probably going to leave this draft without any closers at this point, just based oh. on what we've seen. There, there hasn't been what I would consider a good value on a closer yet. So you know what? Well, the, maybe we should stop nominating them and wait till nobody has any money. Yeah, I think no. I think you guys should do that. I th- I think I'd rather other idea. people spend their money on on closers. You know what? At this point, because I'd rather have more money, relatively speaking, for more impactful players. The most fair value for closers to this point, oddly enough, might have been Liam Hendricks for $21. Yeah, I think you're right. To get the top closer. Relatively, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to be the one to spend 21 on him, but... (laughs) Oh, RJ with a jump in on Charlie Morton. Is RJ a Braves fan? I think he is, right? Yes, he is. Yes, I just chatted with him today. He was wearing a Braves polo. (laughs) I um, I did end up with I waited on closer and or a, at, on starting pitcher at a, in a draft I did earlier today with uh, some NBC Sports Edge folks and ended up with Charlie Morton and Max Fried as my two top starting pitchers, which you know not the ideal one and two, but I guess I'm a Braves fan now. Go Braves! And Charlie Morton goes for twenty two dollars. That's uh, fine. I've got him at nineteen. Chris has him at eighteen. Scott has him at twenty four. Um. Scott, did you? Yeah, but I didn't want to spend that much on a pitcher. Yeah, I just, all right. And and I, it, it looks like since they're all going for about what we projected them for mm-hmm. or slightly less, that kind of everybody's plan. Let's see, is he going to get in my queue fast enough to, mm-hmm. to pull from my queue? I dragged him to my queue. Is Scott, did, did you just auto-nominate? I don't know, did I? Uh, no. It says the draft is suspended. Okay, there we go. All right, there we go. Marcus Semyon is up. And what were you saying, Scott? I feel like you were making a point. Uh, just based on the way pitchers are being bid on or not being bid on, it looks like everybody kind of had the same plan at starting pitcher, which was to not pay up there so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at Scherzer at 33, and I'm, I'm feeling, even with the relative values, you know, I'm feeling pretty good about it just because I did lock in one of the high-end guys. Locked out again? Come on, yeah. man. Bidding isn't working? Yeah. Okay. Yep, I was trying to go to 22 on Simeon. All right, so yeah, we're going to have to reset uh, Simeon there. And, but Chris, I believe you are a proponent of the hero starting pitcher strategy, right? You, you want to try and get one ace and then kind of build around that? Yeah, I think one or two aces is the ideal way to go. And like, so in, in the court context of a uh, salary cap draft, I think you'd probably look at it as two high-end starting pitchers for 55 to $60, be 50 to 60, some range like that. Um, and then 
I mean, ideally, the rest of my pitching staff would probably be no more than thirty dollars. Gotcha. So, you know, I think that's the, the way I'm my ideal approach would be. All right, Marcus Simeon thrown back out there. Uh, we had a little little hiccup in the system where he went for 21, but now he's back up to 24, and he is one for $24. Oh, uh, we're locked out again, it looks like. Oh, geez. It's kind of like the same issue we were having with Tatis. <laughs> I, I, did, I did hit 25 for Simeon, and then I was happy that it didn't register it, so... <laughs> Don't tell anyone that, Chris. <laughs> oh, it's... <laughs> All right. Are we going to do it again? Everybody knows now. Yes. Yep. We're going to try one more time with Marcus Simeon. Okay. Third time as, is the charm, as you wrote in the chat as, here. Scott. As fun as this is to participate in, I'm sure it's even more fun to listen to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Stick with us here. We appreciate you. If you're watching us live on YouTube, by the way, please hit that, that like button. Hit the thumbs up. We appreciate you. Uh, all right. Simeon up to 25. Anybody? Going once. Anybody? Anybody? That should Going be once. where it ends. And gone. All right. That's official. Mark Simeon for that's, $25. That's a decent value. Um, you know, um, one of the only, one of the first, like, third round types who hasn't been uh, a few more dollars than expected, at least for me. Mm-hmm. All right. Kevin Gosman's out there. He's up to 12, 13, 14. Looking down at my sheet. Don't, I couldn't remember if I wrote if I wrote down Kevin Gosman or not, uh, but I didn't, so I will not not be involved here. Uh, all right, Scott is bidding on Kevin Gosman up to twenty bucks, twenty bucks, twenty one to Chris. Mm. 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 Yeah, I'm not and sold. Ah. I had hoped he was one who I'd hoped to sneak away with for twenty. Yep. I'm not willing to go over budget for Kevin Gosman. So. That's what I was trying to figure out if you were willing to go to 22 because I, I wanted him for 20 and that's what I have him valued for. So there I have my my two aces and Max Scherzer and Kevin Gosman for 54. As I just mentioned, that's that's kind of my approach. And Ozzy Albies is the next one up here. He is all the way up to 29 Top hitter available, right? I guess there's Manny Machado, too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Top hitter available for most people, I would guess. Mm-hmm. And Ozzy Albies and, goes um, for $30. Yeah, there you go. That's another second slash third rounder who's not a couple more dollars than I have him projected for, at least. So, yeah. It's a good buy. I've got him at 31. Chris, you have him at 30. Scott has him at 29. So, uh, Jason Austin tried to sneak away with another dollar pitcher here, Nestor Cortez, who's one I like a lot. Somebody bumped it to three. Jason Austin came, or somebody bumped it to two. Jason Austin came back in for three. So I wonder if he cost himself a couple dollars by nominating Nestor Cortez now mm-hmm. as opposed to in the end game. And I believe Nestor Cortez, yeah, he made his spring debut on Monday, two perfect innings with two strikeouts. He looked pretty good. Following I was up, watching that one. Following up, Jason, uh, Jameson. Does Tyler. he ever? Does he ever look that good? He looks funny. Whoa! Does he ever look <laughs> that good? Wow! Byron Buxton just thrown out for twenty five dollars by Jason Austin, and and no one bids. You know what? I've got him as twenty seven. I know I'm higher on him than most, but that's the kind of thing like RJ did uh, early in the draft. I can't remember exactly who it was with, but um, it was one of the first players out there. That he, uh, Whit Merrifield, where he jumped it up to 24 and ended up getting him for within the context of the draft at the time and within the context of the draft now, looks like a pretty good value. I get the psychology of that, but the psychology, the psychology of me is I wonder if I'd had done that for 21 instead of 20. Yeah. If if you had jumped it up to 20, would it, would it have also worked is, is certainly a fair question. All right. Emmanuel Class A is out there. He's currently up to 14. Bucks uh, and 16. 16 for Emmanuel Class A. And I believe Romano went for 14. Yeah. Sounds but, right. So that, I think that's a pretty fair. That sounds about right. $16 for Class I, A. I hit the bid button too late because, yeah, given the context of the way the rest of the draft has gone with the low end closers, especially getting pushed up, like it. It makes yeah, class A for sixteen is a is a good buy. Goodbye. All right. 
Brandon Woodruff thrown out there. See where this winds up. It's approaching 30. Approaching rich for my blood. Approaching 30 fast. Oh yeah. Uh, he's gonna go, he's gonna go for right about the amount he should. So still, still not any obvious discounts here. Yeah. And I have him right now. Oh no. no. I don't. Uh, I will not. 33 is what yep. he's up to. There you now. go. He's going to go for the same I paid for Scherzer, it looks like. Yeah. And I th- I think that makes Walker Bueller the best bargain at this point. I think Bueller went for 30? 32. 32. Really? 32? Yeah. I thought he went for less than that. I could be wrong. Uh, all right. You're right. You're right. 30. Yeah. I had him projected for 32. That's what I was thinking. Sorry. Um, that's a that's yeah. goodbye. So Walker Bueller looks like the the fairest value of you know the top two round pitchers thus far. Uh, all right, Elias Diaz thrown out there again. This is a two catcher format, and he goes for four dollars. We are approaching the one hour mark. Thanks for everyone watching along, yeah. following along. Got two two hundred people watching us live right now. Appreciate you. Hit that like button if you haven't already. Carson Kelly. Up to two bucks. I, uh, we're seeing a lot of one dollar catchers go for more than one dollar. Yeah, gotta say. <laughs> I don't know what the savings are going to happen somewhere. It, it's a lot. Like we got four hours of this, it's, right? It, yeah, we're only sixty-two players in. But there's they a lot of there's a lot of inflation right now, just across the board. It's hard to board, stay patient, so. but yeah, got a uh, long way to go. And Manny Machado is thrown out there again. Um, Scott, I believe you won Rafael Devers, right? Yeah, for 35. For 35. All right. So, yeah. Be interesting to see how close we're going to look that. at If you trust in the underlying numbers, you know, the, the, the StatCast data in particular, Machado was basically the same guy as Rafael Devers last season. Both yeah. were about a 290 ba- expected batting average, great power. Um, and Machado stole 10 bases, 14 bases last year. So, yep. you know, it's, I think you can make an argument that he's a little undervalued. That's fair. Yeah, look, the StatCast numbers were great. He he underperformed a lot. And Chris, you win Manny Machado for $32. So, yeah, I've got four of my top 24 players. I don't have a lot of money left. Uh, <laughs> my max. I mean, I've got $102 left for seven, 18 spots. So, you know, I'm going to have to find some bargains at some point, but we think they're going to happen at this point. Um, yeah. So the you know, key the, for the you way. is probably going to be resisting the urge to jump in on another stud because you yeah. need enough money there to take advantage of the bargains. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Chris Drew. Chris Drew. Trevor Bauer. I threw Trevor out Bauer out there for, for a dollar. Yeah. I'm at this point, I. I think it's more likely he doesn't play at all this season than that he makes 20 starts. Yeah, he recently got his administrative leave extended through... It's for the first two weeks of the season. It's for the f- yeah. a month from last Friday. Yeah, I think it's I, I, through I think it, April 21st. I think that's the date. Mm-hmm. I think it's and more so, likely... I think it's more likely he makes... He doesn't play this season than he makes one start, frankly. It might be, yeah. I yep. mean, Dave Roberts last week, there was, you know... We never saw the actual quote, I don't think, but um, Rich Eisen of the Rich Eisen show. And that, um, so that, that turned Rich out Eisen show. that turned out to not be true, Chris. I was like, oh, okay, completely fugazi, apparently. Huh. Weird. Yeah, there was like a follow up afterwards, and they were like, he never said such thing. Like, I don't even know. I, maybe someone just like tweeted out the wrong thing from their account. I have no idea. But mm-hmm. it turned out it was not true at all. Okay. Uh, all right. No. Oh, you almost had Trevor's story for 21 there, Frank. And I was going to say that's that looks like a pretty good buy. I I wasn't there for the emergency pod, you guys reacting to this. But the more I looked into it, the more I liked the prospect of story at, at Fenway Park. And it's the it's the best place he could have gone. Yeah. If he wasn't returning to Colorado. Yeah. And that's that's where I wind up with Trevor's story. I did go one higher. I, I win him for $23. I agree. I you know outside of twenty four outside of Coors Field, I think that was the best landing spot. Obviously, you know you have the Green Monster there, right handed hitter hits a lot of fly balls. If those don't turn into home runs, 
could help the BABIP. Those will turn into either long singles or doubles. You know, he's still fast enough. So potential. Yeah, actually, interesting. BABIP has been higher at Fenway Park over the last, I think, three seasons combined than Coors Field. Now, the Rockies have much, much, much worse hitters than the Red Sox. So, you know, all other things being equal, I think Coors Field would probably have the same BABIP. But uh, yeah, it's that's interesting. It's it it's under. I think that's the the aspect of Fenway that gets underrated is the impact it has on batting average. So I just threw out Tyler Stevenson, thinking, you know, we're seeing all these one dollar catchers go for four to five bucks. Stevenson might go for twelve, you know, and and, and he ended up only going for five. So I guess people end up, you know, they think of him as being in the same tier with an Adley Rushman or even like a Joey Bart. Yes, that, that is, I am, I am people. <laughs> yeah, no, I am too. I just, I gathered he was a more popular pick than that. All right. Yep. Tyler Stevenson went for five and Zach Wheeler is currently out there An interesting player right now to draft or bid on because, you know, dealing with a shoulder concern, but throw a bullpen over the weekend, 35 pitches, Sounds like everything came out all right. And there you go, Scott. Yeah, not 24 not bucks. clear how much the shoulder is a concern because you know, he, he missed his first spring start. And obviously, when you know that he was dealing with shoulder soreness earlier in the offseason, that sets off alarm bells. But he um, apparently it was because of the flu. That's the, the official story. Anyway, I don't know if you want to be a conspiracy theorist. I don't. <laughs> um, and so as far as we know, it's a relative non-issue. Yeah, I'm willing to gamble on it. I, I'm getting a lot of shares of Zach Wheeler while this saga is playing out. I just won him here for $24, which is uh, four less than I have him projected for. It's four more than I wanted to spend on my top pitcher. I wanted my top pitcher to be 20, but I thought it was worth. I thought it was worth breaking the budget a little bit for a guy who before the shoulder issue came up, we all thought of him as a second rounder. All right, yeah. It, I think it's worth pointing out that Scott has two of the more risky players, like, you know, uh, relative risk, but Fernando Tatis and Zach Wheeler thus far. So, interesting. Yeah, uh, I mean, discounted both, but... Yeah. And uh, Paul Goldschmidt was the next player that went for $25. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to sign off our one on the podcast side of things, and then we're going to come back with our two. Uh, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Thank you.